And now, introducing the man who was disappointed to hear that his upcoming 180-inch wedding in Trinidad was going to be canceled all because he, quote, had big enough balls to start my backup wide receiver over Jamar Chase in week one of the fantasy football season, unquote. While he is a tad pessimistic about the Ravens-Chiefs matchup Sunday night, he took solace in his discovery that, quote, it's a new rule in the NFL for offensive tackles on new teams to completely crap the bed on purpose, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Maryland's playing on Friday, just for the record. Don't oh. worry. Fix it. Okay. All good. Interesting. Just letting you know. Oh. You can schedule around it, okay. right? Like, you can cancel your plans. True, 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 you can yeah. make sure that you're... I'm just letting you know. I'll be in Dewey. The game's on Friday. What are you doing in Dewey? My uh, best bud's bachelor party. Oh, oh. That's why I'm not going to be here Monday. Because you're planning on still being yes. hung over? We're going to watch the Ravens Chiefs game, and there will probably be a lot of sorrow. Ah, and so. Yeah, there probably will be a lot <laughs> of sorrow. You're right yeah. about that. Yikes. Hi, good morning, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Kyle. We're here. Um, if you missed us telling you about it uh, for the last few days, don't be s- alarmed. We're gonna we're gonna be off at 11:30 today. At 11:30 today, this show is canceled. Well, over until tomorrow. Yes, because the Press Box Fantasy Football Show is going to be at 11:30 today instead of 11:30 tomorrow. We do it every Thursday at 11:30. But the pancake social. It's correct. There is which which of the holidays is tomorrow? Tomorrow's uh, Yom Kippur. I think it's. I think it's the other one, right? Oh man! You were you were asking me as though I I thought you might know. You have more. uh, I have some Jewish blood. Yes, more than I do. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It is Yom Kippur. I knew what I was talking about. You did not. Rosh Hashanah was last week. That's the New Year. This is may you have a restful fast. I've at least learned how to address people during these these high holidays. Um, so because of the holiday tomorrow, uh, we are doing the press box fantasy. I guess it starts at sundown tonight. Uh, because of that holiday, we will be doing the Press Box Fantasy Football Show today, brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. KZ will join us. Get your questions in now at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We will pose them to KZ a little bit later on. Also coming up on the program today, we will talk a little bit more about the uh, Ravens, as Kyle described it, abhorrent offensive you line like play. I, I couldn't. That's a great word. Honestly, great word. Uh, Wally Williams, we'll check in. We'll uh, share some thoughts about that. Is there any world in which you just say the hell with it and play anybody else at right tackle? Is it like, do you do that or do you have to stick it out? I don't know how this works. We're, this is something we've never dealt with before. We're like, after week one, it's this bad. Mm-hmm. And we knew it was going to be and Normally, you at bad. least have reason to believe the player can get better. I saw somebody tweet, it might have been Jonas Schaefer. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry, Jonas. Um, like tweet, we we knew that Alejandro Villanueva would be better in week ten than in week one. And I was like, why would we know that? Well, he couldn't be like, worse. In what world you say that? He could be hurt by then. I mean, that like would be in, better, I in think. what world would be do more we useful, know? I think hurt, unfortunately. But, uh, no, I mean, like he could be hurt and trying to play. They could still be sticking it out with him. Well, that would be bad. Like, yeah, that would be really yeah. bad. I have no idea why. Why do we think Alejandro Villanueva would be any better in week ten than he was in week one? He's 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 older. It doesn't normally work that way. I was very confused by that tweet. I was, I was I, huh? Like what? Am I missing something here? Like what makes us know that? I don't get it at all. But we'll talk to Wally about the the offensive line situation and should they have? They've got a bunch of roster spots available. 
They couldn't have more roster spots sitting there waiting for him. They got Cannon past got week released. one. Cannon got released. They never filled. Um, I think they have four roster spots. Did I see that right? Like I got to double check on that. Zrebeck was chat- tweeting about that. And you assume that at least one of the two backs is now going to be elevated to the active roster. Sure. They just wanted to get past week one, and they did. So now you assume that at least one of presumably Devontae Freeman for now, they probably still think Le'Veon Bell needs some time before they'd be willing to to move him mm-hmm. up to the active roster. But maybe not. Maybe they saw everything they needed to see in Le'Veon Bell, and Who they knows? think he's ready. Hopefully I don't know. For what it's worth, it is kind of a weird bit that you assume – I don't know which one of these guys is supposed to have a special teams role, and that was the story on Trent and Cannon. So it might be – that they say, well, that'll be Tyson Williams' role moving forward. And that's a bummer to people that want to see more of Tyson Williams. Well, that's also not to say they couldn't use some of special teams then in the backfield, right? I like, mean, it, it would be very unlikely to put a prime, if you were going to use him in a that. primary way to also have him playing special well, it's teams. Also, they were looking at a lot of defensive backs. It could be that they're just going to find that special teams guy from that group maybe, as well. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, they have four open 53-man roster spots they're going to have to fill. So There's room for special teams players to be added. Yeah, there's a willing. There's room for both. Sure, right. it's just um, I, it's, it's, it nobody, seemed to be a priority when they signed Trenton Cannon that it needed to be somebody that could do spe- that could take on the Justice Hill special. To be teams fair, role. wasn't that before Gus went down that they brought Cannon aboard, or it was right? But that's like they current to, they with the addition of Freeman. I think. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was after Gus got hurt. Yeah. So. Uh, look, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, but we'll talk more about the offensive line situation with Wally here in a bit. Also coming up this morning. Eric Green is a name you probably haven't thought of in a very long time. Eric Green, in the infancy of the Baltimore Ravens, was a tight end here for a couple of years. And he's going to join us in the program today. And you might say to yourself, why? Maybe he can play tackle. Why, Why, Glenn? Why are you talking to Eric Green? He was I, – I barely remember Eric Green as a Baltimore Raven. Obviously, a lot of people around Kyle's age probably don't remember him at all. Well, the reason why we're talking to Eric Green this morning is not really about the Baltimore Ravens whatsoever. It's because Eric Green has a son whose name is probably f- somewhat relevant to Orioles fans. His son's name is Elijah Green. And his son is, at the moment, the presumed number one overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft. Huh. Well, how about that? Don't know. Things change a lot of times. We, we Orioles might up, not have that pick. Uh, Orioles might not have that pick, or that might not. By the way, they might not have the pick, and it yeah, might end sure. up being Elijah Green. Um, once upon a time, we we all thought that we were quitting for wit around these parts, and as it turns out, we were actually playing badly for Adley. That was the way that it was going. Now, Bobby Witt looks really good. So is Adley. Adley, yes, no doubt, and I get he's the top prospect in baseball, but Jesus, man, Bobby Witt's got like 35 home runs this season, something like that. It's sure. nuts. For a middle infielder. So, you know, we'll see. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, he'll be never something we have to think about again. Or they're both just really great baseball mm-hmm. players, and it was a win-win and, and high fives all around as long as we never have to face the Royals and the ALCS again. The moral of the story is that Eric Green will join us later on to tell us more about his son, Elijah, the presumed number one pick in the 2022 MLB draft. And this morning, Petrus Papadakis is going to check in with us. Uh, one of the more entertaining men in all of sports media, longtime talk show host, of course, former USC running back. He will be on the call on Friday night as Maryland takes on Illinois on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, everybody knew it was a Friday night game. 9 o'clock kickoff for that. Odd. Is it Very is it odd. Illinois time zone? Is it yeah, but it, it seems more like... 7.30 might be a reasonable... I'm to, I think I, like, there's something on Fox beforehand is the story. Yeah, right? uh, MasterChef. 
that's probably what it probably what it is. Uh, oh, you can't miss the uh, New York Red Bulls Inter Miami yeah. matchup. You can't move that. Yeah. That David Beckham be, might be there. Might be. I don't know. I have no idea if he goes to the games or not. I couldn't you tell. Have a chance you. to show him on screen. You got uh, you got it. You got to do that. So because of that, Maryland and Illinois are kicking off at nine o'clock on a Friday night. So cool. I mean, whatever. I'll be watching. So there's that. All right. That's what's going on today on the program. Today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. They're offering you that amazing back-to-school special all September long. Buy two windows, get two free. Wood or vinyl styles, and it goes on forever. You buy four, you get four free. You buy 24, you get 24 free. You buy 154. How many do you get free, Kyle? Uh, that would be 300 or 308. Uh, you don't you get 154 free. You, yeah, get, a you get a total of 308. I get that. I understand that, but well, that's I like not what math. I asked. Math is it's more not fun. the question that I asked you. You, but ain't, I like you math. got it incorrect. There's no limit is the point. Get an A plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90 nation or visit windownation.com. Um I also don't like math Wordsworth. I've never loved math. I like a rip- simple. I, was, I like crunching yeah, I was, numbers. I, was, I enjoy that a little when bit. When my yeah. kids, when my kids try to bring me some brain busters when they kind of walk in, yeah, like, is there like, like my, how many apples? Does my six, have, my yeah. six-year-old's uh, doing a addition and subtraction right now in first grade. Ah, that's a good one. And so he'll come in and I'd be like, You are still qualified to hey, help in that. Hey, regard. Dad, what's fourteen plus twenty-seven? And I'll be oh like, Kid, gosh. kid, kid. Football makes those sort who, of things. Who, yeah, it's true. Right. It does help. You're not wrong about that. Like, kid, who do you think you're looking at? Huh? Who do you think you're looking at? In like three years, when you get into yeah, the long whole division, Common Core, whatever they're doing, whew, over there. boy, I know what Common Core. I'm not means. even gonna be able to help you. Like when you bring your homework home, you're I was gonna never have much to, of a long division man. No, long division sucked. I mean, I could do it, but I, I, hated I don't even it. think I really could. You're supposed to carry with a number. No, over I, I could definitely stuff. do it, but I hated it. Yeah. Um. So we'll deal with that uh, when we when it, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Sure, you sure. might say with the kid a little bit later on. All right. So a couple of things that I want to talk about this morning. The first, I just want to spend two minutes. I am. Absolutely crestfallen about Norm McDonald. Yeah. I I don't know what else to say. I I don't know how many of these stories I've told on the air versus Norm McDonald. I don't think he was ever on this show necessarily, but no. he's been all of my on all of my other shows. Um, and and ironically, was never a great radio guest because you're not on his level. Like he knows who's on his level and he knows who isn't. And he he would just sort of like fall when we when we'd have him on the radio, he would fall back into like the awkward Latin. Ah, like some of that stuff because he knew how awkward it was that like you couldn't. He's you couldn't he relishes, keep up with him. He relishes on discomfort in the room a, a bit, but yeah. he liked doing it with people that could hang with yeah. him. He liked doing it, and he and I had a conversation about that after the first time he was on one of my shows because like I sheepishly, we, we, you know, I said, "Hey, man, you know, you were on the other day," and he was like, "Ah, okay," you know, like he just had no, he did not care who I was mm-hmm. at that point. But we ended up talking a little bit, and I had a relationship with uh, the girl who was running the improv out in Arizona, and so we ended up spending some time together. And the more we went along, we started talking about it, and he was like, you know, it's it's just awkward. And these are awkward things to do. All you're really trying to do is plug your show that's coming up, and nobody really knows what to talk to you about when you do, like, sports radio. And it's one thing when I'm on with someone who's a comedian, and they just understand, let me riff. Mm-hmm. But... I still kept wanting to have him on because I was obsessed with Norm Macdonald. And it led me to have a few interactions with him over the years beyond just the show. I got to hang out with him a couple of times. And, in fact, I I was kind of telling the story. One time uh, in Arizona, he asked if I wanted to go play poker with him. And I was like, well, you know, sure, I'll go play poker with you. And he's like, all right, Um, it's a $10,000 game. (laughs) 
And I said, what? <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to play yeah, poker. Maybe I'll pass. And he said, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> and I said, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go hang with you. And he was like, hey, well, I'll just front you into the game. I said, for, I'm not going to be able to pay you right, back yeah. the $10,000. And he was like, ah, no, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just pay, I'll pay for you. And I was like, no, I'm not. That's, that would be wildly uncomfortable for me for you to just buy my seat in the game. I'm going to lose your $10,000. I'm not a professional poker player. That's not going to be something that's going to happen. Um, we went along anyways. It turns out the friend that he wanted to play a $10,000 game of poker with was Wayne Gretzky. Oh, okay. That was so the really friend. Lower end of the buy-in. Correct. For him, oh, imagine. 100%. 100%. Yes, this was a light game that he was playing. Um, we got to it. We went bowling one time. Um, another, By the way, ironically, another time where he asked if I wanted to play poker, and I was like, Norm, I don't know if you remember this, but like, and he said, oh, now, this one's going to be a cash game, but not quite $10,000. <laughs> I said, look, man, I just, he's like, and again, he said, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> I just vividly remember him saying it that way. I said, I, I don't know. And he looked at me, he's like, how about we go bowling? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, we'll go bowling. So he went bowling. Uh, famously, I asked him, I, I, some, I think maybe I had heard him do this bit before, but I famously asked him if he wanted a drink. I was going to the bar to get a drink, and he said, I don't drink. I said, oh, I, which kind of was shocking from a comic, right? Like, all comics drink. I said, you don't drink. He said, no, nah, I don't drink. I said, why not? <laughs> he said, and I, think, I don't think I asked it as incredulously as that. I think I asked it more like, is there a reason? Like, is there a story? Or do you have demons of sorts? Yes. Something along those lines. And he said, <laughs> no. I like Coke. And this is the drink. The dr- yes, the yes. Uh, Coca-Cola. Yes. Alcohol doesn't taste like Coke. I'd rather have a Coke. Get me a Coke. I said. Cheaper. Kind of can't fault the logic. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you can't fault it. Um, Norm was a genius. He, he was brilliant. He was one of the most consistently funny. I, I ended up losing. I got on the bike last night when I got home with the plan being oh, yeah. to. You fell into a rabbit hole. I was, was going to watch the 30 for 30 was the, my plan. Yeah, I was going to yeah. watch the 30 for 30 last night when I finally got on the bike. And instead, I ended up literally just watching him on Letterman. And with no offense, he was really good on Conan. He was always really good on Conan. Um, the bit he did on Conan that made me cry last night was the one about the coma. Oh, that one was good. Everybody, everybody loves the moth one. Everybody, yeah, everybody loves that one. That one's really good. The one, the one that he did about uh, logic, about meeting a professor of logic. <laughs> I, if you haven't heard that one. It it takes a minute. Of course. Like it takes a minute to get there, yeah. yes. But but go there. There's also one he did on Conan that was about um Oscar Pistorius. And when it, what he brought it back around to, he didn't sell well enough. But like he brought it back around to, to getting Conan O'Brien to admit that he loved Oscar Pistorius after he had murdered him. Like it like it was really brilliant. It was really, really quite good. Um, he was the, the roast of Saget, of course. Yeah, the roast of Saget was unbelievable. And then but the guy the, who was like watching you give your <laughs> do your bit was like watching Henry Fonda pick blueberries. <laughs> and his response being like <laughs> incredulously, I feel like everybody in this room would yeah. love yeah, to, watch to watch Henry, Henry Fonda, Fonda pick blueberries. blueberries. And then there's one like of all the Letterman ones, and they were all unbelievable. There was one about a visit to the Mayo Clinic. I mean, I just God, God damn it, the man was such a genius. Of course, he just didn't even. No. He's privately going through this battle for nine years. You know, years. it was much like Chadwick Boseman, right? Yeah. Like, I just... I, 
I get it. You don't. I get. I understand that there are people that don't. You want to be just want to be able to live. Right, just want right. to be able to have their life and not be looked at as you know someone mm-hmm. who's fighting cancer. And I, I, I get that. It's got to be difficult. Um, but I, I get that. I respect it. I am, I am crushed. Absolutely crushed by the loss of Norm Macdonald. It, it sucks so much. His stand-up special on Netflix is obviously tremendous. He put out a record years ago when that used to be like a thing, like when Adam Sandler was putting out records, and it's so much better than an Adam. And Adam Sandler's records were good mm-hmm. before he stopped being funny, um, but his record was unbelievable. The, everybody's talking about the, the movie Dirty Work is of one course. of the most underappreciated films. of I when I was a kid. It was genius. I saw not only did I see Dirty Work in a theater, I saw Screwed in a theater. That's how much I was obsessed with Norm Macdonald. Like I was utterly and completely obsessed with the man. Um, man, it sucks. It just, it just, it sucks so much. And then like this weird bit where he would just tweet golf tournaments straight. <laughs> like he would just, he was Magic Johnson tweeting golf. a golf tournament. Yeah, we'd do it with all sporting <laughs> events. Like it was just a weird. He was literally Magic Johnson tweeting sporting events. It was a, it was a very strange bit. But man. It uh, it sucks a lot. I really need to take a break, but I it's not a oh god. I mean, we have to. We're not going to get all four breaks in before the fantasy show if I don't. I I hate doing this because there was other things I want to talk about that were related to sports, but we'll save them. We I promise we'll get to them throughout the show. But I got to grab a break here. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Wally Williams is going to join us next. We're going to talk about the Ravens O line issues. Safe home, Norm McDonald. Love you so much. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Bear Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the fresh food fest, beer, wine, and spirits, 
Spirit Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. All right, back in here on GCR. It is a typically would be a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. We, we just, because of the fantasy show being today, we're going to try to do Would You Rather tomorrow. So just keep that in mind. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Maybe he can help. Maybe maybe he still has a few reps in him because it was not pretty on Monday night. Joining us now, he is our friend, former Ravens offensive lineman. The great Wally Williams is back with us on GCR. Wally, what's going on, pal? How are you? Oh, everything is beautiful, man. Another, another day in paradise. So man, I cannot complain. I love, Who wants to hear that anyway? Okay, okay I, I, I love hearing that, but there's a lot of people in Baltimore who aren't feeling it after what they saw from the Ravens <laughs> on Monday night. Um, you know, it, you, you know how this works more than a lot of people do. I, I am, I am almost flabbergasted by a Ravens offensive line looking as miserable as it did on Monday night. And by the way, they still nearly won the football game despite all right. of it. Right. Um, it, can it be solved? Like, can you solve when it's this bad, can it be solved or is it safe to assume this is going to be something the Ravens are probably going to do, be dealing with for the better part of the season? Now, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, these things uh, can can definitely be solved. You know, I have every every bit of faith in the coaching staff and, 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 and the way they bring their guys in and the, and the format in which they try to maintain. I mean, you, you lose guys like Marshall Yonder, Orlando Brown, uh, and, and, you know, even Jensen going down to, to, uh, to Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you try to replace guys with systematic guys like body size, maybe a little bit bigger, a little stronger, uh, but you maintain a certain mantra uh, that 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 the line needs to represent. That's really been in place for a long time. I think the difference that we have here is that we don't have that long tooth veteran who's been in the league, you know, ten years, been in the league eight, nine years. You know, uh, <clears throat> you know, Stanley coming back from from the injury, uh, he's kind of like the, the seasoned veteran that you get. Uh, Villanueva from from Pittsburgh, but he's our first time Raven. So, you know, all these guys have to collectively learn how to play together. And you know, once they get that done, you know, preseason and all those things are a joke, as you guys know now. Uh, training camps are a joke, and our position suffers the most uh, just with fundamentals and uh, you know, guys learning where they need to be at all times. So. Uh, they they almost won that game with bad O line play. So once these guys get on the same page, I think you'll see those guys up front uh, get a little better as we go. Right, let, let's. I think Wally that most people seem to assume that Ronnie Stanley is coming back from an injury. No, he did not look good on Monday night. But this is Ronnie Stanley we're talking about. Give him a little bit of time. He should be fine. I think most people are willing to look past that. I think it's the Villanueva one that it it, it was 
wretched. I mean, it, it, he didn't look like he could play in the league. And we had a lot of questions about Villanueva when the Ravens signed him because he appeared to be on the downside of his career in Pittsburgh. He was never part of a team that was a predominant run offense, and he had never played right tackle before. But other than that, it, was a, it, it seemed like a really smart signing at the time, Wally. Um, is there a chance that it's really just this bad and you have to do something drastic immediately? Like, is there a chance that you can't allow it more time with Villanueva in particular? Well, you know, there's a chance that they may have to use their tight ends, Andrews and others, a little bit more blocking. I mean, that's definitely a chance that they're going to have to look at right there because, you know, you have a guy uh, like him coming over from Pittsburgh who, who was and is on the decline. I don't think that's uh, a secret or where he is in his career. And you're replacing him with, you know, Orlando uh, Brown, there, who was a you know two, three-time Pro Bowler right there, and pretty much had that position on lockdown. So, you know, there's definitely a downgrade there. Uh, maybe a young guy can step up, you know, at some point. But uh, until we see that progression. Uh, we're going to have to maybe double up with some of those tight ends and help on that on that right side a little bit more. Yeah, no, I think there's going to be no doubt about that. Wally Williams is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Wally, I, I, you know, I guess the other question is, it, if if you were to sign someone off the street, right, like Mitchell Schwartz is out there and, and we don't know exactly where he is health-wise, but if you were to sign someone off the street and say, let, this isn't working, let's try this, how long would it take for someone who's not in the system to be ready to play in an offense like the Ravens, like would you would they need a few weeks, or is this the NFL? If somebody's capable of doing it, they could slide in and play immediately. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that's that's a great question because you know the Ravens' offense is so unique uh, to where you know you will want to have a, a guy come in who can actually uh, be physical at the point of attack, uh, be more of a run blocker kind of guy can be physical in pass pro because a lot of the things that we see within our passing game at times is off play action. So you really have to have those first couple steps where you're able to generate power. So you want to have a big, strong, physical guy out there. Now, where do you find those guys on the street? And that that is the problem. That is the problem because uh, those situations are built for younger guys. Yep. Uh, that's why the, the, the line is, was kind of made up what it was. And you just don't find veterans way to come out and just install that kind of physicality so uh it's uphill battle it's uphill battle and that's why a younger guy's gonna have to come in i can't tell you a guy right nine ten you know 11 years is ready to come in and play that kind of football you just kind of you know you, you beat up and, and you just can't do it and that's what we see out of villanueva right now wally the i think you could speak to the importance you mentioned the tight ends helping out a second ago but we saw at the end of the game on monday night the the Ravens needed Tyson Williams, their rookie, not their rookie running back, but playing in his first NFL game after spending a year on the practice squad. They needed him to lay a block, and he whiffed. And because of that, uh, Lamar Jackson took a hit that led to a fumble that ended the game, right? Um, yeah. and, and I think a lot yeah. of people were frustrated because Tyson Williams looked good. Like, you know, he, he did some good things running the ball and catching the ball in the first half, and the Ravens seemed to get away from him. Can you speak to how important it is that that running back's got to be someone that you can trust that's going to block or else you could end up getting someone murdered uh, in, the pro- in the process. Like, can you speak to why it is that maybe the Ravens might not have continued to give the ball to Tyson Williams and it's pretty clear there might be a blocking issue that has something to do with that? Well, you know, just, just to, to speak on this situation as a whole, I mean, nobody's been thrust uh, as quickly in the limelight as he has in the last you know, week and a half. And even though it is part of the job and it's what you want as a player to be given the opportunity, 
you can never really encompass that feeling until it actually happens. And to start on a Monday night against the Raiders, you see it on the schedule, but I don't think he had any kind of clue that he would be the starter going into that game sure. uh, about two weeks ago. So, uh, and understanding that and him being, uh, you know, uh, uh, in that position, uh, you're exactly right. Big plays, blocks, assignments, all those things in this league, those things get players hurt. Those are things where players lose jobs. If you're not focused for just one second, that's where you lose games. And uh, for for that to happen in that situation is definitely a learning experience. Uh, but those are the growing pains that we have to deal with as a team and as a city right now because uh, our key guys in those positions are going one and two. So we're dealing with an undrafted rookie who's in his first NFL start. Okay, we're dealing with backup running backs and Murray who are proven, but they've only been with the system a, a, a week right. and, and only understand a certain portion of it, what they can do. You're dealing with a makeshift line there where these guys had really no preseason together. They don't practice as hard as they used to with the hitting and, and the pounding that is needed to galvanize a group. So they look a little sluggish. Usually defenses look way better in the beginning of the season in the offensive do and, and, and just their physicality as a whole. So you encompass all these things with the receiving core. I, I thought they showed up pretty good. I and disagree, I thought, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I thought Lamar played a solid game and it's a lot of his decision-making. Uh, but, uh, you know, for them to be a championship-caliber team was ready to play this week, everybody has to show up when the opportunity is called because we all know that the Chiefs, can take advantage of a lot of situations Shoot. when you get them opportunities. Man, Wally Williams, another couple of minutes with him here on GCR. Right, of all the teams to show up when you're dealing with all this stuff, of course, <laughs> of course, of course, it would be the Chiefs in week two. Of course it would be. Of course that's the way that things would work out. And you know the goofy part, Wally, is like this is the NFL, right? Like everybody's penciling in that after what they saw in week one, the Ravens will definitely lose this game. But this is the NFL and goofy things happen and – and who knows, in some bizarro world, it would almost be fitting that this would be the time that the Ravens are ready to go and match up well with the Chiefs. Like, reminder that the you can never really fully have everything figured out in the NFL. You, you, you never can. You just have to be ready for the next uh, obstacle or, or the next uh, opponent. And, uh, you know, it does not get any easier, okay, as this thing goes, whether you're the, trying to beat the champ or people trying to knock you off the throne. And all you can do is worry about every day in that building, how can we get better and how can we make this team uh, uh, operational on so many levels because communication and just familiarity are some of the major things that they have to get over right now. Yeah, yeah, those are definitely things they need to get over and get over them in a hurry. They need to get over them really, <laughs> really quickly. That would be helpful. Yes. Wally, you were a, a guard predominantly in your career, and it seems like the depth that the Ravens have on their roster is not at tackle. It is largely at guard. Um, the young players on this roster, you mentioned it would probably have to be a young guy that would step up and do what the Ravens need them to do. I mean, just is it out of the realm of possibility that any guard could switch over to a right tackle position and find themselves being serviceable in the NFL on such short notice? No, it's, it's, it's easier for guards to move the tackles uh, and, and definitely easier for centers to move the guards. I, say, I would say center is probably one of the harder positions to move to because you have to operate that ball and, and, and kind of be a center caller in there. So, no, I, I, I think uh, with their size across the board, I, I don't know their depth chart as far as who they have behind them and, 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 and the makeup of those guys. But I would assume every kid, because I train kids right now in high school, 
And every kid I see is at least six four, six five. So I know they have them up in the pros, but they're six six now. Okay, mm-hmm. and, 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 and guys are able to move. So uh, the willingness and, and the opportunity needs to be there for somebody to take advantage uh, of that situation. Uh, they can find guys right there. They've done it before. Uh, I'm one of the guys that they found who was an undrafted lineman who came in that 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 uh, came in there and, and had a pretty good career. And then the list goes on with players that they find uh, that they turn into uh, uh, seasoned veterans. So um, I think the Ravens are one of those operational uh, organizations where they do find those guys. Uh, so I just think somebody has to step up and take, uh, as those saying goes, take the bull by the horns and, uh, and and try to be a consistent starter there. Wally, what are you up to these days? What can we plug for you? Hey, man, I'm down here working with an old friend of mine, a guy named Corey Fuller, who was a oh, Baltimore yeah. Ravens. Absolutely, yep. Yes, me and Corey went to high school with each other. I didn't even so, know uh, that. I never knew that. That's wild. Oh, yeah. We, we're, both, we're both from Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, I went to high school with each other. I was a year ahead of him uh, in high school, same coaches and everything. And we actually coach high school football down here in Tallahassee and, uh, at Gaston County High School, which is right outside of Tallahassee, uh, where he's the head coach and I'm the offensive line coach there. And, and then we work real hard at mentoring kids and keeping these kids focused on the bigger picture of being good student athletes. So uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us, and it keeps me around the game. And it's hey, it's, it's, it's gratifying working with these high school kids at times because you know pros can be jerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, they're wealthy. They don't need to worry about what it is that you have to say necessarily. <laughs> I don't need to hear that garbage like that. No, no, it's man. It's That's awesome, Wally. It's always great to catch up with you, brother. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Let's do it again real soon. All right. Uh, all right, fellas. Love you guys. Thank right. you. Love you too, bro. Wally Williams checking in with us. Of course, uh, former Ravens offensive lineman. Appreciate him uh, spending a couple of minutes with us here on GCR. All right. Uh, if you're not playing underdog fantasy football, you're missing out on all the fun. I get it. We are all disappointed that sports betting was not put into play legally in the state of Maryland in time for football season. We are still to believe that it will come, but when it's coming, who the F knows? So in the meantime, you can stew about it. You can give your money to some shady offshore thing if you'd like, or you could legally play with underdog fantasy football and have some fun. And all you got to do right now is go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up, check out all the various games they have. They have lots of different ways. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's almost to me, it's almost too much. Like, I don't know what I want to play, right? Tempting like, a lot of times. I was really? supposed to play it on Monday night. I was like, all right, no, you wanted, wait you until the to, full You wanted slate. to get back in? You wanted to get I back in after you lost a couple? I was going to do some games with the Ravens, throw in. I would have gotten the lab prop bet correct. I was going to over-under on one and a half total bases. Oh, okay. And I said, you know, <laughs> I mean, that all seems he needs like is a, one double. Yeah, really, yeah. Like, oh, quite a safe bet, frankly. <laughs> he had a home run that night, so yeah. I would have gotten that one at least, but. Wouldn't have probably paired it with the one I got incorrect if I had to guess. So. He's, hit, he's hit a few of them. Where we he's are in the, the league now? Yeah, no, it's really weird. It's impossible. Some, somebody told me. It's impossible. Really so. weird how that it's worked. That somebody impossible. told me. Still impossible. That it was impossible. It's still impossible. No, I, it's weird. I just it's still impossible. Very strange. Salvador Perez is forty three. Also, who does Perez? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> kind of checked out a little bit. In that uh, that's remarkable. God, what was his? What, had, what was the most he had had in a season before this year? Thirty last year. Did I think. he? Yeah, or not last year, but the year before. Okay. I didn't realize that. But still, it's not 43. Let's not pretend like those numbers are the same. But it's still a pretty significant jump. <sighs> the moral of the story being that underdog fantasy is a lot of fun. You're going to win money. You're going to have a great time playing various games, parlay games, fantasy games. He's had 28 two years prior, but never 30 before this. I mean, it's a pretty significant jump. No doubt. 
And he's not done yet. I'm not sure if you're aware. There's still time in the season. Moral of the story is underdogfantasy.com. And we might have some more offers for you in the future. Can't give anything away just yet. But right now, you should just be playing and trying to win some money and have some uh, some fun uh, during football season. Or they have baseball games, as Kyle just pointed out. They have plenty of options for you to try to win with Underdog Fantasy. When we come back in, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball with the football player. Former Raven Eric Green. Once upon a time, tight end in the infancy, of the t- much like Wally Williams with the Ravens in the infancy of the franchise. Eric Green was with the team in the infancy of the franchise. And now... His son could end up being a Baltimore Oriole. We'll talk more about it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. It's brought to you by Express Exterior Design, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Pressbox. It's back to school time and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat your yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. 
I think McCary played right tackle after they switched Brown over. I think they they moved him over and and play. He played a little right tackle at that point. I don't think he played any left tackle, but I do think he played right tackle, and that's why the assumption would be that if internally he would be the next option. Kyle just asked me that question off the air, but then we came back from break, and so I figured I might as well answer it on the air. Maybe maybe he slid over and played a couple snaps at left tackle. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but we think that they're going to be okay at left tackle, even though they were not on Monday night. That is the reality. Hey, whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience, or technologically advanced connectivity, or perhaps it's even sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. By the way, I have a column up today. Normally I write on uh, Monday mornings, but uh, the game wasn't until Monday night, and then I did power rankings yesterday. So column is up today at pressboxonline.com. It's just about this this sort of thing that I've I've heard bubbling a little bit, this could this all get away from the Baltimore Ravens very quickly. Could this be the beginning of a very slippery slope into trouble? And I just want to react to that and talk about hyperbole and small sample sizes and yet genuinely being concerned. And I don't know that I come out of it with like a a firm answer. I don't think I can give you a firm answer. But I just want to talk about all of it and why I it's not an it, the question is not utterly dismissible to me. So you can go find that right now. Go to uh, pressboxonline.com. My weekly column is up right now there for you to check out as uh, we dive into that question of can could things just completely get away from the Baltimore Ravens? Paul in Orlando, when I think about it, if right tackle pass protection is going to be an issue for the Ravens for most of the season, I'd roll with Bell at running back then. I always thought he was one of the best running backs in pass protect. Him and Boyle next to Villanueva might be able to help save Lamar. Ha ha. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was a good pass protect running back, but this is part of the, it's it's the same, it's the other side of the Tyson Williams equation, right? Like, can you offer anything as a running back? If you can't do that, you can't just be on the field because you can block. Same thing. Tyson Williams might be off the, able to offer something as a running back and as an offensive threat, but if he can't block, he can't be on the field. you got to be able to do both. You, you can't just be one or the other. It's an awkward spot to be in because that's what the Ravens are trying to figure out internally right now is who can do that for them. But I think they would have greater faith, particularly in third-down situations, to have Le'Veon Bell on the field um, particularly in obvious passing situations, that is, to have Levy on the field. I don't know if it's any more likely than it would be for Latavius Murray or for Devontae Freeman. Yeah, Latavius Murray has always been a very capable pass protect back. Um, Freeman was a good pass catcher in his career. If they, if they still think that Le'Veon Bell has the chance to be dynamic in space, if they, in looking at Le'Veon Bell, see someone who is still capable of catching the ball in space and turning it into a few yards then, yeah, that, that could be the type of thing that immediately makes him their top option on third down because I mean, it's kind of if a you can, poison. None of these guys are perfect. No. Um, if they were, they'd be on another team. Like, are you looking for reliability? Are you looking for explosiveness? Are you looking for, like, what do they favor more, blocking or pass catching? And if I had to guess based on the Ravens, I would say blocking. 
Um, I'm, Tyson Williams was the most involved pass catcher on Monday night as I've seen any running back be right. since Lamar Jackson was but quarterback. But that could all just be circumstantial, too. That doesn't necessarily mean, like, this notion that that means that he's better than I'm any of the other guys are. I'm suggesting that means I'm saying he's their third down back. I'm saying, historically, the Ravens don't really right. prioritize pass catching in their running back. And so... If I had to put a wager yes. on anything they would be favoring in this scenario, it would be reliability as a blocker for third down, especially considering what we saw from the offensive line. Right, but if they feel like two guys are both capable and reliable blockers on third down, but they feel like one of them still has some explosiveness in space, then that would likely be the guy that they would end up playing in, in those roles. If Again, if they're fairly equal in terms of their ability to block and the fact that they can trust them to understand the assignments. Um, by the way, that's a, that's a thing on Twitter now, right? Like So-and-so understood the assignment. I don't. It is. <laughs> I'm not in. I'm not in with the kids, but that's apparently something they're yeah, doing I don't these really days. Get it um, so I, you know, we'll see. I, this is. I'm not surprised by this. I'm not surprised that we still have as many questions uh, after week one as we had going into week one. This was going to take a lot of time, and it might be something that we're dealing with all season. It might very well be that, and it's infuriating for fantasy football players. But it might very well be that the Ravens all season long are are trying to figure out what the best thing is. Uh, game in, game out for how to handle the running back position. So, you know, we'll see. That's all we can continue to do is say we will see. Why don't, in case we end up having some people, I don't know what's going on, but in case we end up having some people um, come back in, why don't we go ahead and do tidbit and tubular now? Okay. Because of the way the show is structured, why don't we go ahead and do that, and then we'll grab a break, and then we'll see, I don't know what's going on, but we let's just see if we can't sort of shuffle restructure our thought process this morning in terms of the show again the press box fantasy football show is coming up a little bit later on let's at least go ahead and get a tidbit tidbit brought to you today by how about this one is brought to you by glory days grill love glory days grill and the oktoberfest menu is back baby it is available right now it's one of my favorites it's certainly my favorite time of the year and part of that is because you get the delicious Oktoberfest menu at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill featuring the chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets hand-breaded in herb panko and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. The menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on Draft, Dine on their patios or in their dining rooms or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. All right. Tidbit of the day. Yes, uh, the Ravens seem to be somewhat on the ropes in the early portion of the season. Uh, They are three-and-a-half-point home underdogs on Sunday against the Chiefs, which, if I'm being honest, seems like decent money for the Kansas City Chiefs. That said, I'm not sure I would recommend betting against the Ravens if you're a Ravens fan, unless you're just really don't have a lot of faith. But regardless, it is what it is. It is actually the first time that the Ravens are more than a three-point underdog at home with Lamar Jackson as a starter. Not terribly surprising. Not at all. It's also the first time in 10 regular season games with Jackson as the starter that the Ravens are underdogs in general. So it's been a little while since this was the case. And if you are to ask people involved with football uh, what the significance of an 0-2 start is, well... In history, granted, 16-game season, not 17-game season, 
teams that started 0-2 have made the playoffs just 11.6% of the time. So not, the odds not, not exactly in their favor in the 100-game sense. But if they start 1-1, 41.6%. And, and so again, the, we never had a 17-game season. Granted, there's a little extra time to make things right. Yep. If that is the case, though, it will be tough considering they have a pretty good opponent coming up they on do. Sunday. They do. The Ravens, of course, had some snaps given to rookies in week one. Adafi Owe, Brandon Stevens were, I would say, the two most prominent, if really the only two that it I might have been the saw only the two, field, yeah. if I had to and guess. Obviously, Bateman, Cleveland yes. didn't. Mason Wade on the team. There Dalen, were, though. Did Dalen Hayes? No, he was hurt. Yeah. He was inactive. Yeah. There were three teams in week one. That saw quite significant amount of snaps given to rookies. I mean, how would 217 I know this? snaps or more. How would I possibly know rookies. this? Can you name them? I mean, it would feel like it would have to be a team that had a rookie quarterback because, you know, your quarterback plays all of the snaps. Only one of the three falls under that umbrella. So the Jaguars. No. The Jets. Yes, the most. Okay. 317 snaps for rookies for the Jets, believe it or not. It's a lot. Man. It's a lot. I mean, Zach Wilson did not play 317 snaps. I'll tell you no, that. No, it's not. It's not all Zach Wilson, obviously, but that's how you get that number. It seems to be the easiest way to get that number up there. So, who else then? Who else had rookies that played a lot? I'll say. I'll say Cincinnati. No. Mm, the way you said that makes it. Who did they? The Minnesota. No, 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 no. Okay, Cleveland. Nope. Who's who are you trying to? I don't know who you're, you're you're trying to lead me to with the way that you said no. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. idea what you mean. I, I just don't know. So Jamar Chase is a wide receiver. Was it Philadelphia because it was the next wide receiver? No. Was it Miami because it was another wide receiver? No. I don't. I don't know how else you could have been trying to lead me to something by saying no the way that you did from Cincinnati. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is indeed. It doesn't make any sense. The team with the second, Najee Harris played every snap. So, yeah. to be fair, that did help them a lot. Yeah, but it helped them. 268 snaps Who else? played by rookies in week one. The Romans of line, I would think, has to have some, yeah, if maybe, I had to guess, considering maybe, yeah. they don't really have anybody. Yeah, that might be true. <laughs> you might be right about that. Yeah. All right, and then there's one more. Um, Not a great team. But showed some fight. Not a great team, but showed some fight. Not a great team, but showed Houston. No, that was a great team last week. Really more, than, more than some fight, really I would say. Really weird them. bit. Really weird bit. Uh, Detroit. It is indeed uh, the so, Detroit so Lions. Sewell obviously played in seventeen. Other than that, I can't really. Th oh, Amon Saint Brown. Brown. Yeah. I mean, who else? I can't say. Probably some defenders. I was actually thinking about the Chargers. I know Slater was dominant. He was like really Slater, good. Slater. Th th you watch that film. Slater was an absolute monster against Chase Young. He was really good on um, on Sunday. They could use it considering they've got a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, they do. And he wasn't a great pass to Austin Eckler this week. Uh, didn't get a single target last week. They, I mean, the, de the, the Washington defense played well. Like I think they this legitimately still seems more like well a schematic thing. I mean, they have a I new coordinator I, in there, but that I, coordinator I, used to be in I New Orleans, and they like to throw the ball to the running backs there, so I don't really know. I hear you. Wasn't Eckler banged up, too? Wasn't that also yeah, part of that? Yeah, but they didn't really target running backs in general, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I think they had one catch for running back, and it was Justin Jackson, so mm -hmm. kind of weird. Right. I'd imagine that would probably be more aberrational than it would be a change You would strategy. think, now, wouldn't you? We'll find you out when we talk to KZ this morning. Yeah, we'll do that. We already did the read for Press Box Fantasy Football Show, so 
we're not going to do another one. That's not the way that it'll go. All right, uh, Tibbet was also brought to you by the Baltimore Ravens. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Do you want to try making another call? or what? Do you sure, wanna... let's give it a go. Huh? It's a very awkward portion of the program where you don't know, do we just get on with it? Do we just move on? Do we think something's still going to happen? It's just a, it's an awkward, it's an awkward way to go about doing things when you're, you're hosting a show. Normally, back in the day when I was on the radio, I'd just go take whatever the next call was that was on the line, and that would kill the time until then. Here, we actually have to get on with it to whatever we're going to end up going to do. By the way, I didn't get to watch the 30 for 30 last night, but I did, before I started uh, down the the rabbit hole with Norm, I did end up spending a little bit of time with the, um, if you haven't seen this, I think it's called Crime and Punishment on Netflix. Make sure that's what it's called. I... I, uh, so the same people that made the Malice at the Palace documentary made some other documentaries. Crime and Penalties is what it's called. Crime and Penalties. I never knew about this story. My buddy Steve Miggs recommended it to me. It's about a, a minor league hockey team that was named the Danville Trashers that a mobster bought and gave to his 17-year-old son Rick to Ross run gave his the 16-year-old team. 16-year-old kid a wing stop. Kind of similar, but He's not, also apparently a not a decent perfe- line prospect. If you say so. Not a professional team. Well. They gave him, 17-year-old kid, a professional team to run. Uh, wild story. Wild story. Uh, greatly enjoyed it. I um, love Little Big League. I know, it's, it's, it's sort of like that. It's sort of like that, except um, it really happened. So I, I recommend it. I also watched the same people, because I fell down that rabbit hole, the same people that did that one also did a doc called Deal with the Devil, which is about uh, the former boxer, Christy Martin. And I knew nothing about much of that story. That story was wild. And I remember Christy Martin and like the phenomenon being a female boxer at a time where there were not a lot of female boxers. But wild story, Deal with the Devil, is the other doc that the, the same people made that I would encourage you to go check out on Netflix. I guess with that in mind, let's uh, talk about what's coming up. Yeah. Let's get totally. Oh, I also watched um, Only Murders in the Building. The I have not. I, I have not. Got into it. I went through it all actually. Oh, how about that? Um, it, it's I'll very get there. Enjoyable. I'll get there. Well done. I just, I just, as I said, I started watching. I started Steve watching Martin and Martin Short involved. Sure. You know, it's good to see them back in the biz. You know. And who's the the Selena Gomez? Selena Gomez. That's who yeah. it is. Right. Exactly. Right. I started watching it. I just wanted to be able to give it I more of it. my attention. You enjoy so. the murder mystery. Sure. You know. Sure. I'll genre. Get, I'll get there. I'll get there. All right, uh, Tubular brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show and Great 8's memorabilia. The Tyus Bowser Show is coming. We know on the 28th we're going to be at State Line Bar and Grill. You can go to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser to find out more. But, like, you get your chance to come out and meet Tyus Bowser and his guest teammates for all of these shows all season long. It's all brought to you by Pressbox, Express Exterior Design, and Great 8's memorabilia. And they've got more great events coming up. Great 8's memorabilia, private signing with Terrell Suggs. Um, they're doing Baltimore Celeb Fest 2 with a lot of very popular professional wrestlers, including Kurt Angle. They're going to be a part of that. Again, find out more by going to grade8smemorabilia.com. Here's what's coming up. The Orioles uh, continue their series with the Yankees tonight because they have to. It's Nestor Cortez, the former Orioles Rule 5 pick. Pitched quite well this year for New York. Taking on John Means. Um, that's on Masson at 7 o'clock. It's also on MLB Network if you happen to live in the Cincinnati or Pittsburgh markets. Uh, Masson also has Marlins Nationals today at 1. MLB Network for Brewers Tigers at 1. Red Sox Mariners at 4. Reds Pirates at 7. 
ESPN, uh, I think this is it. This is parts three and four of the 30 for 30, Once Upon a Time in Queens, about the Mets. I got mixed reviews about it last night. Did it need to be a four-part thing? I, this is I, this is the problem, too. People, true, these networks truly believe that things that mattered in New York matter. And, like, everybody cares about it if it mattered in New York. And I'm, like, interested enough in the story but four hours worth? No, the the idea that they're doing a feels uh, more like a two parter to me. The thing that with them trying to give Derek Jeter the Michael Jordan treatment yeah, yeah, is yeah. one of the most insane decisions. He's just not interesting. It's he's he's not interesting. People, Unless they're going to go into his uh yeah, yeah like, right business, sure yeah, yeah. they're going to talk about him <laughs> gift baskets and right, whatnot right, you know? and the particular proclivities yeah, that he had yeah. like yeah I mean I I guess I'd be interested in that I I'm not not interested in it. Um, but the notion that they think that that is something that people care about the way Whatever they cared about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls no. is is wildly incorrect. No, Jeter it, does it's not just, equal Michael Jordan. In New York, it was life. It was all that mattered. It did not translate I'm more inclined to, to give the a middle rest of the finger country. to what matters in New York. It's not to that, an extent. That's, to an that's extent. not... For the Yankees, particularly. But that's, that's unique to we hate well, the Yankees. A lot of, people, a lot of people do hate the Yankees. You're not wrong about that. It, it is this just weird. I don't care phenomenon. about the Mets, right? Like the Mets but, have not been relevant. But to I, me. and I mean this. You tried, but you tried saying the same crap about the Knicks during the playoffs. I, the, in no way did the Knicks register with me in any way more than any other team would. Well, I am not more interested in the Knicks than I would I be interested in the Jazz. More romantic it, than we keep saying that it does not register to me in any way. Well, you I, do I, love the Jazz. I don't. I don't. And I have no love for the Jazz. I don't. I, I, a good, interesting team is a good, interesting team to me. And it being in New York means nothing to me. What about there, the Islanders? I, there is that. Yeah. I do. As you know, I'm obsessed about Red the Bulls. Islanders. I was always a Cosmos man myself. That was more what I was into. Look, I'm going to watch it at some point, but no. Does it need four hours? I My gut tells me no. And the reviews appeared to be a bit mixed about the Once Upon a Time in Queens uh, 30 for 30. Diamondback Dodgers 10 on ESPN. NBC Sports Washington, Chicago Fire, DC United at 730. FS1, CONCACAF Champions League, Club America, Philadelphia Union at 9 o'clock. CBS Sports Network, New York Liberty, Connecticut Sun at 7. TNT for AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Non-sports highlights. Non-sports. You've got Archer 10 o'clock on FX. We've got Full Front of the Samantha B 1030 on TBS. Trevor Noah has Carmelo Anthony, uh, 11 o'clock. He apparently has a book coming out, and we should probably t- check in on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Master Chef, you're a fan of that? I believe this is the final. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I believe. Unless they're doing one of those goofy, unless they're doing like a goofy p- final preview you know, thing, I think tonight is the final. It is the final. Uh, this is big for you. Cedric the Entertainer is on Colbert tonight. It's Autumn, oh, no, Sue. Oh, Corden, excuse uh, me. I do like that. Autumn, Sue, and Kelsey in the final on Master Chef. Who you got? Got to go with Kelsey. Travis is a very uh, skilled yeah, right? person. He's a right. It was actually Jason. Oh well, oh, in that yeah. case, actually, definitely going with Kelsey. Actually, Jason. Uh, she's been things. she's been good, but she's cap- when she struggles, she's capable of losing a little bit. Whereas the other two, very steady, very steady. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, stuff things. Glenclarkradio.com. Check it all out. Tubular also brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour, which um, if you miss it on Monday night, Stan and Ross were talking baseball with uh, with with Scotty McGregor. That's who it was. Scotty McGregor was on. And then next Monday, they're off for the holiday. Uh, Stan and Gary are this week, and then next Monday, Stan and Ross will be talking to the spaceman, Bill Lee, one of the great characters in baseball history. And an and astronaut. N- not actually, not actually the case. 
And then next Wednesday night, uh, Stan and Gary will be chatting with Wizards GM uh, Tommy Shepard. It's all brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Stan shows, as always, can be found um, the next day. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab, and the whole archives are there, too, or by going to PressBoxOnline.com. I, I guess we've, we've passed. I don't think we're going to be able to do it, so we'll see what happens. Uh, would, would have loved to have chatted with yeah. Eric Turner. That would have been great. But Eric Green. Eric Green. What? Eric Turner was also uh, a Raven at some point. Get them all. Con- and then Floyd Turner was also a Raven at some point. Yeah, just a lot of – we can do this forever. Instead, let's talk about some uh, Terps. Petros Papadakis is going to join us uh, here in a few minutes as he's going to be calling the game on Friday night as Maryland takes on Illinois. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on drag. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash PressboxSports or PressboxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, back in here on GCR into hour number two of the show. Don't forget, Window Nation all September long is giving you this Awesome deal 
for back to school. Two free windows for every two you buy. Wood or vinyl styles. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Still awaiting word on what roster moves the Ravens might make to fill the four current open spots that they have on their roster. Um, I Again, assuming that at least at least one of them will be a running back that is currently on the practice squad uh, with Trenton Cannon gone. But we will, you know, we'll find out when we find out. I would think that they would start to make those moves today. <clears throat> I don't know what the advantage would be to them not. I, I mean, I guess they could try to be hoping that the Chiefs don't know who it is that they're going to be facing. But, I mean, that's some college stuff. I would think they would make those moves starting today to fill those roster spots. Not as if the Chiefs don't know <coughs> Le'Veon Bell. There's that. Well, and also yeah. it's, you know, keep worth pointing out, in some bizarre world, if somebody else has their backs get hurt, sure. and you don't elevate your guy from the practice squad, they could sign your guy off the practice squad. Now, again, these guys were guys that were available that nobody wanted, so the presumption would be that that wouldn't happen, but... If, if they're going to be on your active roster, you want to go ahead and get them on your active roster. That's typically the way things work. From uh, Dan, uh, Dan says, Glenn, I've had 24 hours to think about what happened on Monday night, and I don't feel as bad about it now as I did then. Were things a mess? Yes. As you pointed out, the Ravens still nearly won the football game, and if it weren't for some really fortunate things, they would have won the football game. And I feel like if they had just won, we wouldn't be nearly as panicked about it as we are. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. You're not wrong. Like the, if, if everything else goes the exact same way, but the kid misses the kick at the end of the game, we are... We are definitely talking about Alejandro Villanueva. Of course. We're, we're 100% having that conversation. But the, I mean, the things in the secondary could have been worse, arguably. Like they, they missed they could Waller have running been, wide sure. open down the seam. Would yep. have been a touchdown yep. there. They Waller had a couple drops that been. were a bit odd. But, but as far as the, the way the, the, the jump, the people that are jumping off the ledge, that like thing, the people that think this mm-hmm. is all of a sudden going to spiral completely out of control. That would have been eased if they would have just figured out a way to win the football game. At that point, you start looking at the schedule and saying, even if you lose the Chiefs, the most likely scenario is that Mm -hmm. you're 4-1 and after five weeks. Because you lose, you start to allow these other things to creep in, which is that you can do we know that the games you're supposed to win, you're just going to win? The way the offensive line looked, no. You don't know that. Of course not. But if, if... if what we're saying is reasonably we infer that they're going to lose to the Chiefs, then reasonably you infer that they should win the three games that follow that up, which, of course, doesn't mean that they're going to do it. It also doesn't mean that they're going to lose the Chiefs on Sunday night. Like, it, it, just based on who's going to be favored in these games, they should be 3-2 and two after five weeks. Now, we know that's I mean, not look, the way that things go. truly only one unit for the Ravens that looked particularly good on, on Monday night. I mean that. The, it was the wide receivers, right, of correct, course, of all correct, things. Of all things. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm just being honest, I, I, right? I, I eh, that's tough because the defensive line did. In, unless but you, you think have to that, factor that into the pass if, rush, if you that's think part that the, the line is supposed to be what generates the rush, but in a in a three four defense, I don't know how fair that is. Like we. If, if what you're saying is, well, I believe that Justin Matabuike should be Aaron Donald because Peter King said some dumb thing in a, a preseason uh, prediction, then 
you're gonna. I got bad news for you. You're gonna be disappointed. We're gonna need a generous pass rush from I li- somewhere. I like Justin Matabuike well and good, but the thought that Justin Matabuike is suddenly going to become some superstar. I remember you said something like, "I think he's gonna be a double-digit sack guy." Like that's ins- it's an insane thing to think until you see something that suggests that's the case. It's nuts. Can you root for him to be more involved in in getting after quarterbacks? Of course, of course you can root for that. But to assume it. That's nuts. That's bonkers to assume that until we see those signs that he can be that guy. Um, and again, Peter King saying some bizarro world thing where he's like, I think he's number three on my list of candidates for defensive player of the year is, I mean, it's a bit much. It's bat s insane. I hope he's right. Yeah, I mean, my God, it would be, it'd be wonderful, but there's just nothing reasonable about that. There's no reasonable way to infer something along those lines. So that's what we're dealing with as we have these conversations. Um, I think it'd be unfair to say that the defensive line particularly played poorly. They did a good job at what it is that they do. The problem is what it is that they do needs to be met with something else, and it wasn't met with that. So if you're lumping... What they do was more useful in the context of dominant secondary allowing you to bring pressure from your front seven and your safeties and feeling good about it, whereas now what they do is is maybe not enough. But I, short of they're going to get Derek Wolf back at some point and, a, and he can help in that department. He's good. He's, he's, he's helpful. a useful pass he's rusher. He's helpful. He's helpful I'm in that department. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just saying if you were they, – they were good at best. They didn't excel on Monday night. Um, but I don't know the wide receivers excelled. Well, relative to the Ravens, they sure did. Okay, I mean, that's, but that's not much of a standard. I mean, they were – all I'm saying is the strengths they were, for the Baltimore Ravens I have no that we are used to having the, as the, the strengths. The, the best unit of the night was the wide receivers. I don't think – the way that you said it, I don't think it's fair to the defensive line because the defensive line did what 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 the built has been built to do, which is they built a defensive line to stop the run. They built a defensive line to say we're not going to get gashed by the run any longer, and they sure as F did not. The, they did not in any way get gashed by the run on Monday night. Um, they were very good against the run. And so you don't want to acknowledge that because you don't want to acknowledge that. You can do that, but the numbers don't lie. But I can't do the game where we never would know what would have happened in the runs that got called back with holds. But it's irrelevant. I understand. It didn't happen. I understand. <laughs> like, it's it's just, I, I don't know how to have that conversation. It's an irrelevant point. Um, I, you know, God bless, but it's they, those things did not occur. They were not gashed again by the run in any way. They completely held Josh Jacobs in check. Utterly and completely held Josh Jacobs in check on Monday night. He was a non-factor in that football game. The defensive line did their job. Now the problem is we want more from the defensive line, and we are not sure if this team has been built the right way in order to do that. Find out. I mean, we'll we'll find out. Don't don't know. Don't have that answer. But we'll continue to monitor that, obviously, as we move forward. Today's show also brought to you, we'll be talking this about this, of course, on Sunday night for Project Game Day. We do Project Game Day every game day this season. I'm with you at halftime and postgame. In postgame, I'm joined by a guest every week. This week, it'll be KZ, Ken Zalis. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio as well. Make sure that you're joining us every game day this season. It's all brought to you by Window Nation as well as UnderdogFantasy.com and Glory Days Grill. Friday night, Maryland, Illinois, 9 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. The Terps, you know, not only look good to start the season, but 
maybe somebody would say the Big Ten doesn't look quite as daunting as everybody thought it might. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that yet or not. Joining us now, he'll be on the call on Friday night. He is an eternally great radio guest. He is the always entertaining Mr. Petros Papadakis, and he's with us on GCR. Petros, it's a Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It is really great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing these high-powered Terps on Friday night. What's today? Yeah, today today's Wednesday. Yeah, so we're two days away. Weird world. We're like, there's genuinely some reason to buy in and believe that there's something. I don't. I'm not going crazy yet, Petrus. Like, I'm not trying to say that I think Maryland is ready to go compete to win the Big Ten or something like that. But I, I, I think it's real what they're doing. I think that you can't ignore their quarterback and their top two wide receivers. That trio is is probably like in the upper echelon of trios in all of college football, right? They look pretty good right now. And obviously you beat up on Howard. Right. And that's what everybody expects for you to do. I, I love the Bison as much as the next guy. But <laughs> just like Coach said, it was a good game to get everybody some time and some confidence and try to go out there and play at a high level regardless of the score and the opponent. However... The West Virginia game was a real deal. Right. And the way they kept coming back and the explosive plays, it's hard to deny. Now, I remember doing a Maryland game, and I haven't seen the Terps a whole bunch, and I love seeing them, mostly because I love go-go music. I, I, I dig that. I dig that. We're Baltimore guys more than we're D.C. guys, but we can also respect go-go music. Like, yeah, can, I just think it's yeah. a cool part of the culture. No question. Just, you know, e- even in Baltimore, I mean, it's still the same I know it's not, you know, to, I'm in L.A., so to me it's all like, okay, over there somewhere. <laughs> right. You know, they have Old Bay and Crab Cakes and Go-Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I'll actually allow it. Like, I'll actually allow that. I have no problem. Go-Go music's great, so I'm good with that. I'm good with it. Well, well Loxley loves it. Yes, he's a and DC And they come guy. out yep. to a Go-Go song, I yep. think, Bear Essence. Yep. So that's pretty cool to me because I never, I hadn't heard about go-go music, which I like, and then bought some Chuck Brown and stuff when I was younger. Chuck Brown's an icon, an icon, man. Yeah, because I played football with some guys at USC. We had a couple guys from Bethesda. Okay. And they would play the Backyard Band. Oh, oh. The BYB. That's you know, a party. The, that's a party. In the USC yeah. uh, weight room. So it was fun. But anyway, I love Maryland. I remember seeing that game they played against Texas. I called that game with Mark Helfrich years ago and uh, when DJ Durkin was the coach, yeah. and they ran all over Tom Herman in his very first game ever. And I thought that team was going to run for 8,000 yards that year. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, you know, everybody comes back to earth. We have a tendency to overreact. But there is a lot of great, reason for optimism about this Terps team. I think one of the things is that Loxley and Enos worked really well together as coordinators or offensive types at uh, Alabama. And I, I think that obviously Illinois is pretty beatable. If San Antonio went in there and beat him up, <laughs> it's, so. it's a game. Like, if you're going to be this team, this is a game you should win, right? Like this is not. I get it. It's a road game. It's a conference. All those things. But looking at these two teams on paper, if you're going to be a team 
that is ready to take a step forward and be relevant in, in the world of college football, you have to be able to go win this game on Friday night. You do, however. It, it is, this reminds me of what happens sometimes. Well, it happens in every conference with the modern TV deals, but it happens in the Pac-12, you know, opening the season on the road, in conference, night game, weekday. That is the recipe for death. Sure. <laughs> if you're sure. ever going into a situation that's stacked against you at the college level, it's conference opener weekday on the road at night. Those are some pretty rough circumstances. It's it just screws with your week. It screws with the way that you go about doing things. Like who yeah, wants- it, look, these are young people. Yeah, and that's one of the things I I I have never not been around college football. It feels like, and ever since I got done playing, I went right into the media like an idiot. I had no idea what I was doing for years but you know I was calling football games nationally at like 25 26 years old and before that I was doing USC radio and now that I'm older I'm 44 I have young kids I look at these guys that are playing and I'm like oh my god if you get dumped by your girlfriend the team can turn you know the wrong guy gets dumped that week because they're young people and it's hard to separate emotion, but that's what makes college football great because young people make mistakes and it leads to big plays and it's inspirational. However, uh, this is a tough way to go, but coaches will tell you it's also a challenge and it's also a great way to test your football team. So it'll be interesting. He is Petrus Papadakis. He'll be on the call Friday night, 9 o'clock on Fox Sports 1 from Maryland, Illinois. Petrus, is this – like – I'm I'm telling you I'm not buying in I'm not going crazy with this I don't think it's reasonable to think that Maryland can compete to win the Big Ten and I've said for some time Mike Loxley might be the greatest coach that they could have ever hired and obviously wants to be here loves this place he's not here to you know put himself in line uh, to be the next USC coach whenever they inevitably fire the next guy that they hire right like he's not well everybody's waiting to get fired let's be honest he's he's not doing that he wants to be at Maryland for the rest of his life he just loves this place that much and and he doesn't want to leave. But, but can it be done? Like, can in general, you know the nature of college football. Maryland is a complete afterthought within the world of college football. Can you take a program like this and become consistently good in a league like the Big Ten? Or is there just too much up against you? You're more likely to be in Illinois and be good, you know, every now and then if you have a good coach and some talent. But don't kid yourself. You can't. You can't take a program that's an afterthought and make them a quality program. There's no example of that that exists. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. My whole life, Oregon was an afterthought. Okay. And then Nike money changed everything. Okay. It it looked like that was going to happen with Under Armour. <laughs> for, for a minute, a it did, right? Yeah, for a minute. Uh, but I don't think you should tell anybody they can't or what is impossible. I think if you look at most every conference other than the SEC, and maybe you can even argue this in the S, now you can't, but every conference really only has one good team, like one consistently great team. And Ohio State is that for the Big Ten, for Clemson, uh, for ACC it's Clemson. They don't get anything out of Miami or Florida State, which is unbelievable. Right. Uh, for the Big 12, it's Oklahoma. 
And for the Pac-12, it's supposed to be USC. Right, right. Uh, but it's not. And that's a big problem with West Coast football. And part of the reason they need to nail this higher because they have an upcoming TV deal and they should explode their network and on and on and on. But there's really only one good team in every conference. That leaves plenty of room for somebody to be consistent. Okay. And Ohio State just lost. And, you know, I thought Chip Kelly made an interesting point out here in the West when LSU uh, came out and, and got beat. And the more significant part of that was that they got beat at the line of scrimmage. And the same thing happened to Ohio State when Oregon went there last Saturday. And that is eyebrow-raising, because we haven't seen that since the Pete Carroll days at USC, which means somebody out West is not only developing quarterbacks and stuff like that, which is what we're good at, but we're also, once again, developing offensive and defensive line and paying attention to that side of the ball at the top of the conference, at least for now. And that, to me shows that you can do that anywhere. Uh, and you can, as long as you have a coach that's into it and doesn't want to leave, like you mentioned, yep. uh, you can have a success. And the one thing Chip Kelly said is people are like, you know, can you believe you beat the SEC? The Pac-12 beat the SEC. And he was like, look, Washington State wasn't here playing with us against these guys. Hmm. And Alabama didn't come with LSU. And Kentucky wasn't on the plane either. It was just us against them. And I think the more people think of it like that within programs, you know, it's just you against that team that week. You're not playing against, you know, the commissioner. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Bob you know, it's Bowles not like Herb under up. center. Right. And if he was, he was just okay anyway. <laughs> you know, uh, so I think I think we have a tendency to overemphasize. I mean, I know you got to play who you got to play in conference, right, right. but like you said, who doesn't look beatable right now? That's fair. Everybody. That's totally fair. It's totally fair. And by the way, the point that you make too is like th- th- we all know the skill position talent is there in this region. For I mean, my God, the NFL is littered with Maryland wide receivers at the moment: Stephon Diggs and DJ Moore, and, 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 and you know, it goes on and on. But the, I think the question has been. Okay, but what are you going to do up front? Because in the Midwest, all they've got is up front. Like, you go play Iowa, you look like you're looking at different humans when you face those guys that are up front. And to your point, like, that that might be the difference in whether or not this can work uh, for Maryland long term is can you find more help up front, keep your quarterback healthy, which I don't know if you've heard has been a big problem around these parts <laughs> for a long time. If you can do that, then maybe you can be somewhat consistent in the Big Ten moving forward. It's... What about old Pigram? He was healthy. No, I'm oh, kidding. man. Oh, uh, God. Where, I don't even know where he ended up. I don't even know. He went to play somewhere else. He, I remember he got yeah. snaps. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm going to try to find it in a second where he ended uh, up. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's an attention to that part of you have to really oh, be dedicated. What's that? He ended up at Ole Miss, actually. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. Uh I think you just really have to be dedicated to that side of the ball or those parts of football. And you have to – it's not always fun. And most football offensive coordinators or offensive types, let's be honest, they don't like running the ball that much. You know, they want to throw it and look smart. They want to have the galaxy brain. And that makes sense because, you know, it's almost like a, a Dominican guy in, uh, trying, to, trying to get into Major League Baseball. You don't walk off the island, you know, you hit home runs. That's right. how you get to be an offensive coordinator. Right. You figure out secondaries and you gash them. So 
I understand why people are less dedicated to that, especially in modern football with the proliferation of video games and fantasy football and great perimeter skill, like you mentioned. But you still you can't put the cart before the horse. You have to you have to pay close attention to that side of the ball. And right now, it looks like Michael's building it the right way for sure. Who's your guy? Who do you want at USC? Who's who's the one you're zeroing in on right now, Petra? Oh, I mean, it's really to me, it's more about just the bureaucracy of the place, of what's become of that university actually bending a knee post because they gave Pete Carroll too much power and he got him in trouble, and then they were gun shy to hire anybody after that that they couldn't control. But obviously that didn't work. The last three coaches at USC have been fired mid-season. Two of them in September, and the other one was Sark. Right. So it's chaos. It's been chaos for a decade, which is really bad, clearly. So they need to hire, and this is what Maryland has done. You know, they've hired a guy, and they've let him staff, and he has made the program after his own personality. And that is what, that's the best thing you can ask for any program with a head coach, because that's why you hire a head coach. That's how football works. It doesn't work like the DMV or the board of a hospital. It works like a dictatorship. And that dictator at USC has got to be paid a lot of money. It's probably got to be a big name. And he's got to be able to hire big name coordinators and assistants and pay them what he wants. And the board and the AD and all these powerful people that have control at USC and SA are going to have to step out of the way and let it happen. If In a perfect world for me, that guy would be Chris Peterson. But uh, I, he's probably retired. Yeah, I mean, I boy, he was – God, I, I, I was there for that Boise State-Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl game years ago. It was like the most exciting moment of my life as a football fan. Like my, I just, I just wanted to run out and scream naked through the streets after <laughs> that. I mean, it was just everything you could ask for in a football game. But you're probably right about it. Um, I, I, I do that actually typically sometimes just after I have like a good meal. I'm like, let me go running naked through the streets. I, I, I know about Baltimore. I listen <laughs> to that Nina Simone song all the time. My Ain't dude. it hard just to live. My dude, that's a good play. I like that one. Well done, sir. Uh, Petros, remind everybody where they can be hearing you. I know it's at uh, the old P on Twitter. Where can they be hearing you and following you outside of Friday night against uh, Maryland, Illinois on FS1? Well, I'm looking forward to the game, and I'm not a Maryland football expert, but I have only done a handful of Big Ten games in my life, but I am, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, so I hope I do it right. Uh, I do a radio show here in L.A. called Petros and Money, and it's on the uh, it's, it's uh, global on the iHeartRadio app. So, and, it's, and it's very entertaining. It is an extraordinarily entertaining show. Petros, really appreciate you taking the time for us early this morning out there. Thank you so much for doing it. Let's talk again soon, all right? My pleasure, and uh, enjoy the game. Disfruten no los juegos, as we say here in uh, Los it. Angeles. Love it, brother. Thank you, Petros. Pet all right. Petros Papadakis, he's going to be on the call on Friday night, Maryland, Illinois, on FS1. We'll come back in. We'll wrap things up and turn it over to the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 9 
888-900-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirit, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glennclarkradio.com if you haven't picked up the new print issue of press box it's available right now for free at your neighborhood royal farms any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box or read it all pressboxonline.com marlon humphrey is on the cover of this month's press box well that's going to do it for us uh thanks today to petrus papadakis thanks also to wally williams we'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com i believe dane hughes will join us tomorrow morning uh, chief's color analyst i know um terry right. hasseltine executive director of maryland sports is going to join us the fifa delegation or the uefa delegate which one is it? fifa FIFA. Yeah. Right? What's we wait, wait? Which one is which? What's FIFA? What's UEFA? UEFA is the Champions, is the Champions League. League. Yeah, right. FIFA. The FIFA delegation. FIFA. <laughs> the FIFA delegation is going to be here this weekend, ahead of the selection of World Cup hosts for 2026. They will be attending the Ravens Chiefs game on Sunday night. So. I guess try to be on your best behavior. I'm not really sure. Like, no, just one of, sell it out. One of the, well, I mean, I mean the game's going to be sold out. Like, that's not going to be so a problem. It'll be like, great. I, I don't know exactly what they're looking for. And we'll ask Terry Hasseltine that. Like, how can we help? How can we help? Yes. Like, can we can we send a, a gift basket of some sort? Can I send over an edible arrangement to the hotel that they're staying at while they're in town this weekend? We'll get those answers from Terry Hasseltine. As we would like the World Cup to come here. That would be great. 
Um, also, I think my, uh, Greg Rosenthal is going to check in tomorrow morning from NFL Network. Of course, also from the Courts of Thunder podcast. Very popular. That's the show that he does that everybody loves. Courts of Thunder. We'll talk to him. Yes, about football, but trust me, we're going to sneak in some tennis, too. Uh, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, MDOT, the Maryland Five Star, Underdog Fantasy Football, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at K Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Don't forget, we'll be announcing more details about the Tyus Bowser show shortly. We know we're going to be at City Line Bar and Grill on the 28th. Make sure you're there with us. You can meet Tyus, his special guest teammate. It's going to be a great night, all brought to you by Express Exterior Design, Press Box, and Great Eights Memorabilia. All right. Have a great Wednesday? Wednesday night. Go birds, I guess, but not really. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. That's weird. You being here, we're not used to this. I know. I know. I was really going to say you're looking me. at me. You're like, yeah. what day, what day is, is today? That's I am. Yeah, I'm 100 feeling that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. Now, if you've not done this before, you're with us audio wise. Do nothing. Give us a minute. We'll be right back. If you are with us on video, give us a minute. Hit refresh on Pressbox's Facebook page, and then we'll have the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalis next. In order to participate okay. in uh, Yom Kippur, of course, yes. which is the reason why we're doing the Press Box Fantasy Football Show on... Well, you don't have to be Jewish to participate. In well, I guess you could choose to participate. That's a good choose. point. You could choose to participate I mean, if you wanted to. <laughs> but if you are, then you, you're supposed to participate in Yom Kippur, which is why we're here. Press Box Fantasy Football Show, Glenn Clark, Kyle Ottenheimer, but most importantly, our lovely and talented host, Mr. Ken Zalis, who is back with us. What's going on, KZ? I don't know. After last week, I was I was pretty sure that my career had ended. So you know, why is that? It's a rough week. It wasn't a good week for me. So it was it was nothing. a rough week. I I think I think like the one on one advice I gave was mm-hmm. was was pretty pretty solid. The rankings I put out for the world to see were my worst rankings in the twenty four years that I have been doing. Well, this. but other than that, other than, other so, than that, so so I was like. Because you thought, like, I there were some really good predictions, like there, like, like I was really, I was above what we call ECR, which is like the average on you know people that did well, like Tyson Williams. I mean, I had him as the 18th running back coming in, and everybody else had him 28 or lower, and you know there are a lot of things like that. Where, where are you gonna have him next week? Ah, uh, he's a tough one. I'm probably around 22, yeah. somewhere around there. It's it's. It's a tough one with him. We'll talk more about it yeah, in a second. We'll um, but, but yeah, I uh you know, there there are every year there's more and more people that get into these 
grading contest. Mm-hmm. It's not really a contest, but they grade you. And I think this year is like two. Well, not with that attitude. It's not. There, there's like there's like two hundred and twenty five this year that are in it. And I think I finished 146. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, next week. I haven't, I haven't looked into the individual uh, position rankings. Yeah. Usually I struggle with quarterbacks. I'm usually pretty good at running backs, but, you know, we'll see. Tune in next week for the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with John Proctor. That's right. right. You may have, some, may have someone Proctor. else here. He had a yeah. good week last week. Yeah. Uh, need to hone your computer skills to boost your career, or maybe you want an IT certification? CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need, and it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. All right, I guess because we brought it up, let's start there. Entire picture for the Ravens' backfield moving forward. I'm assuming your answer is probably don't play these guys. I mean, you know, it's tough to say that because the two guys that played both scored touchdowns, so they're both like— But do you know what they're going to do next week? They were both in the top top 30 of running backs for the week. Um, The problem is that uh, Tyson Williams— Looked great for a half and then received one touch the rest of the game. Now, I honestly have not, because I really didn't care to hear. I don't I don't know if anybody has come out and said why. No, they're not going exactly to. this happens. You know, on the uh, uh, post-game show, we, we kind of said maybe it was that fumble on the sideline or maybe it had something well, to do with The mesh with, point with was blocking. an issue. And I think the blocking, you know, especially something. going back and rewatching that final play, I think you can understand why they would be apprehensive about having someone on the field that, and, yeah. you, know, you can argue, yeah. cost them the game. Yeah, it could, could have. Um, you know, uh, they released Cannon, so you you got to figure – Bell or Freeman are now active this week. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a revenge game for Bell, if we would believe in those sort of fictitious things in the world. Um, but they're, I'm only ranking Williams and Murray. Um, I still have Williams higher than Murray um, uh, because I, I, I don't think that Murray's going to be very involved in the passing game, even though I know it's a skill he does possess. Um but they're tough. I mean, if you if you can go away from it, I mean, do so. But it, it, we're we're all playing the guessing game because we thought we at least I thought I had it right with with Williams being the lead guy and getting most of the touches, and it didn't even that didn't even turn out to be correct. I mean, he had the better fantasy day, but he didn't have the most touches from the running back position. Um, he did carry. He did catch three balls. He probably. Could have caught four or five if there was some more I mean, communication. Yeah, well, one or was just a god awful throw. Um, he was wide open in the end zone on the touchdown to Hollywood Brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, there were several people wide open. <laughs> he was just standing <laughs> in the, the corner. There, yeah. I think. I think. I think there when were you, a couple. When, of you, when you buy yourself twenty yeah, seconds worth yeah. of time, somebody's going to um, get open. So I, I think you, you're still. I mean, I think we're in the flex. If you play one flex, Williams is viable. If you play two flexes, you know uh, Murray's viable. If you, you know, and I think that's desperate at running back. They're arguably both. Yes. Yeah, if I mean, playing, arguably, if I you're mean, playing Ken's look, Goofy League with four flexes, you might be playing Le'Veon Bell. You might be. Um, you know, but it's it's one of those things. Uh, we'll see where they go. I mean, nothing was really said about. It. They're not going to say anything about it. But after week one, it, it's 
it's tough to trust anything of who's going to get the the touches and you the only good thing is is that you got to figure it's going to be a very high scoring game so maybe both of them are viable okay I mean, it's possible, although it could also mean that they're throwing the ball a ton, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's the case. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't know. This is the Worked idea. out well early in the second half for him. Yep. All right, so uh, so there's that. Uh, Eli Mitchell appeared to be the only like particularly yeah. real waiver wire guy this week. Well, are you no, a? He wasn't the only one from the running back position. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, are you a? Are you a believer in Eli Mitchell, or are people getting themselves too worked up? Can both things be true? Uh, probably. Um, am I a believer? Yes, because I like the talent coming into the draft, and 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 the fact that the only reason that he wasn't on everybody's radar like in draft season and I actually did in some deeper leagues I found out didn't remember but I actually had him already in two leagues um but because they drafted Sermon as 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 early as they did and they had Mostert and when when some drafts I mean you you in six weeks you're going to get Wilson back and they had Hardy for from last year who got you know hasty hasty sorry a couple of you know, carries here and there and have one decent game. And the way they use the running backs, I wasn't going overboard for him. Now, I saw some fab where 88% of the fab was used. You know, sometimes I mean, it's, one, you're a it's one of those. Owner, I mean, well, I'm, yeah, but it, it's also one of these things. What what if he is the James Robinson of this year? And, and this is his job. And maybe, you know, uh, you know, Sermon was a healthy scratch. So maybe there's some problems there that we're not aware of outside of the the doghouse that Shanahan has and the crazy shenanigans that he normally does at, at running back. I blame John Harbaugh. No. He said doghouse, so I mean, that's well, I mean, whatever. John doesn't have a doghouse. That's what he tells us all the time. Um, but anyway, I I think obviously he was the number one ad this week. I just I had about a thirty to thirty five percent of my fab budget kind of in my mind and was telling people that's where you go. But in some places you could do that and get them. And in other places, I mean, you weren't even close to getting them a hundred dollar fab in one league. Somebody bid $88. Like, okay, you have them. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, what, are you, what are you doing I, the rest I of mean, the year? I yeah, mean, right. I don't, I don't even know if, if sermon's active this week, I don't even know. I mean, he's no more than a flex. To me this week, um, but I, he should be owned. Uh, hopefully, it works out. But it's San Francisco. It's it's New England. I mean, whatever we saw last week doesn't mean yep. that we're going to see it yep. anymore. One hundred percent. I picked up Hasty in one league just I on the off a, chance that look, you know. Look at a at a when you're talking value in the league that um, eighty eight dollars. I got Hasty for six. I mean, value-wise, I mean, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's going to get touches now. He's going to be – like like he should be active until Wilson, I guess in week seven is is the, the period, I guess. Until Wilson's there, I mean, they're going to – I don't know if they have anybody else, but it's Sermon, Mitchell, and Hasty. I mean, those are the three backs that are going to be active on game day and the way they use their running back, sure. I'm, he got I a goal line it. carry last week. It. He did. I get he it. He absolutely did. I mean, and he's – He's a good back. I mean, I, I had him last year in places. It, in dynasty leagues, I have him all over the place. Mm-hmm. But you know, I uh, if everybody was healthy, 
we still wouldn't know what to do with the San Francisco 49er backfield. So now all these people that are out there on Twitter saying, oh, you got to go get him because he's going to – you don't know that. They, they, they don't. That's not how Shan, Shanahan does things. It's never how he does things. And Mitchell could be active and not get a carry this week. I don't think that happens. But they drafted Sermon in the second round for a reason. Third, I believe. Se- uh, okay. I thought it was second, but Mitchell was a sixth. I know that. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I mean, they, I, I don't know. It was the third. Okay. And he normally gets those things wrong. No, so. he's usually pretty good on that. Um, he's, weirdly, he's good on ones from like 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, he gets – and then the one from this year, he never gets right. Like just it's, got it right. It's a, this one you did get okay, right. Okay, But like the ones from 10 years ago, he remembers like a I savant. Forget, I forget the draft like the moment it's over. I understand what rounds that. people go. I understand that. <laughs> on, to, on, on to the next year. We were having a conversation about Creed Humphrey the other day. And this well, came he was up. very late in the second. But so he was, was a like second-round pick was the point. Yeah, the point was he was a second-round second pick. pick. You yeah. didn't get it right. You don't get to try to say that like you got it right. You got it wrong. He was a second-round pick. Well, how's That's he doing in fantasy? Terrible. Great. Awful. Just an awful fantasy pickup. All right. Um, I want to talk more uh, more broadly about what was real and what wasn't as far as what we saw, both good and bad, in fantasy football last week. Um, the things that are worth overreacting to, the things that are not worth overreacting to from week one in fantasy football. So I'm just going to bounce around. I'm going to start, okay. start with the bad. Okay. James Robinson. Ugh. So uh, the week before, I I made a throwaway comment on our show, and I said the only thing that can really screw this up is Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Here we are. He loves Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's going to get carries. James Robinson either is just he doesn't have the usage. Yeah, six and targets. I, I, I yeah yeah I mean it, it just in a game that they were down by like 30 points. But when the game was close early, it was he was not on the field enough for me to be that RB1 that we thought he was a surefire against a bad team in Houston. And a guy that I was going out of my way to draft. I was going out of my way to draft James I, Robinson. I, I, I was too because yep. I'm sorry. He was so good last yep. year. You don't have to and say it, you're sorry. It's just it, it, it. He was so good. And – I went back. It was funny. I went back to my article in week one from last year, and I wrote about James Robinson in my sleeper article, and I talked about how great I thought he was coming into the draft, how his game tape was there, and that he was a really good back, and you should be starting him, and he's going to be good in the NFL. Turned out to be right. Yeah. But you have Urban Meyer who, look, I don't – I don't think he belongs in the NFL. I don't think he's an NFL coach. Well, he might not be there very long. Well, who knows? I mean, there's a million stories out there. But um, but only he can screw it up, and he's screwing it up. He's, he's playing a guy, journeyman guy, over the rookie of the year basically last year. I don't know if he actually won it. I guess Herbert did. But he was so good. He was a top 10 guy. you got to think he was a top 12 guy. I'm worried about James Robinson and his usage unless somehow Carlos Hyde does what he – does from time to time, which is get hurt, and I don't wish that on him. But you know, I I don't I don't think Robinson's any better than a flex right now. Jamar Chase. This well, one's the one. This is this is one. this is the one where I'm mad at you, but I'm more mad at me because I let you do to me the thing that I know better than, which is to react to anything 
that happens before the f- first football game is played. So let me let me tell you this about Jamar Chase. I, I he looked terrific, and the talent was always there. He had the yips, and 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 he, he couldn't catch the ball, and he was starting to make excuses. But even more so, there are mal. It, it's a tough offense to predict now um, because you have Mixon for as long as Mixon is healthy. You have. T. Higgins, who continued what he did in his rookie year, you still have Boyd getting getting targets. I, I just don't. I just my thing was more so. I don't know how many targets every week Jamar Chase is going to get. So is it real? I think it's going to be a very. I think it's going to be inconsistent. I think he's going to have weeks like that where where he has the better matchup, and maybe now that he's had a good matchup and he's put that on film. Maybe teams are saying, well, we better do something about him, and now Boyd's more open underneath and, and things like that. So I'm, he's outside of my top 24, so he's a wide receiver three for me this week. Um, I'd like to see him stack a couple of these together before I'm starting him over other guys that had more targets and are a little bit more established. No, let's go back to the bad side. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Well, Somebody, Started him in three leagues. Somebody, somebody who I told to start Ayuk I, I over. Now I told him to start Ayuk over uh, Cortland Sutton, and Sutton did nothing yeah. too. Ayuk did literally nothing. Literally nothing. Um, what? What? I don't know. I, I mean, he's in the doghouse. He Do broke you have a team to rule. bench him this week. I don't think you have to, uh, but. I, if you have a viable, safe option, I mean... Like you're going Jacoby Myers over Brandon Ayuk. I am. Yeah. I am. I mean, I, I mean, guys that are getting targets and, and stuff like that. The Debo thing, you know, look, uh, on the on the flip side of that, the Debo thing is real because he was really good last year until he got hurt. Um, uh, but, I mean, Ayuk's a good player. I... I, I how long does it? I can't trust him this week. You can't, you're not cutting him. I'm not cutting him. No, right. I, I, I'm not. I mean, do you believe that it was simply a we like this guy in training camp? He jumped Ayuk on the depth chart. No, do you think it was the no, injury that was keeping him out? No, I think it, I think he broke a team rule or something. I, you know, I mean, Trent Sure uh, was it Surefeld? Surefield, whatever. I, you better show some respect. I, it's Trent Sherfield we're talking no, about. I, no freaking idea who he was until he caught the touchdown pass. Um, That's why we're doing the Press Box Fantasy yes, Show with John Proctor. That's right. <laughs> no idea. He caught a touchdown pass on tight end, and Jacksonville caught a touchdown pass. It was all in the first quarter. It's like, this is just going swimmingly. <laughs> um, you don't cut him, but he's tough to start uh, until he – I mean – Coaches that do this just are maddening. I mean, it's like it's like what are, he was active. I mean, there's nothing before. He played 26 snaps. Though. Right, uh, he did. He played 20. You say I think it was after. The, I think he benched the first quarter or something like that. Who knows? I, he's a good player. He's part of that offense. I, I I still trust in the talent. Last year was not. I don't believe last year was a fluke mm-hmm. uh, of what he did. But I also wasn't as high on him as a lot of people were because Debo was going to be back and George Kittle was going to be back and there weren't going to be as Many targets. He was it last year for a while. He, he I mean, he was the guy. It was All him right. and Bourne. Ra- we got to go rapid fire because we got to get a break in here. Uh, a couple other names I'll throw out uh, in the quarterback front. Uh, a good Jameis Winston. He's in a good offense, so I, I mean, he's not going to throw five, and he's also not going to throw five with no yards. So yeah, I mean, he's a he's a QB two now. Uh, Ryan Tannehill on the bad. 
I'll 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 think he he's still a QB one for me right now. Too much talent there. That was just again, you get behind, you're forced to throw, you go away from your run game. I, I I'll I'll reserve still on a hold with him. Jawan Johnson. You know where I've been with him. I, I mean, know, but are you playing him? Uh, if I, if I even with Troutman getting as many targets, I, and I, I, as yeah, did. I know. But they, see, sometimes, sometimes I know you don't believe anything anybody says in the preseason. But they told us the entire preseason this kid's going to play. And he's a red zone target, and and everybody loves him. And is he going to score two touchdowns every week? No, but he's going to be a red zone target for them continually. Um, I spent some money on him in Fab in the one place I didn't have him. Uh, you know, he he's he's startable depending on your situation. Right. I mean, he's not not a top twelve guy. We're not going crazy, but he's now in the you know he was outside of he was he was the thirty sixth ranked tight end on average last week. Um, now he's in the top twenty four. I mean, uh, you can't ignore that uh, too much. So he should be owned. If he's not owned, you need to own him. Um and, and and you know every week he's not going to score two, but he's going to be involved in the offense. All right, remind everybody what uh, underdog fantasy football is all about. Underdog fantasy football, unfortunately, you cost yourself fifteen dollars. You, you we did. Tried. Well, tw- you tried. cost you twenty five dollars. Well, fifteen because you can still get ten. Okay. All right. You can still get I ten. Know, I didn't know if that was official or not. It's on the website. All right, then it better be official. <laughs> I thought it was on the website. It seems like there's a bit of a communication issue I around th- these Maybe parts. I was looking at a different website. but, no, but no, uh, no, You're right. Uh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was looking at it. just all. seems like the type of thing that somebody should <laughs> okay. have mentioned to the host of the Glenn Clark radio program. I'm just going by what I said. I was told that was something that might be coming, but okay. I was never told it was coming. Okay. Well, you cost yourself $15 because up until yesterday, you're giving you $25 for depositing 10 But now we're going to give you 10 if you deposit yes. 10, we're going to match you. So you're you. still going to get 10 bucks for free. Have. Yes, exactly right. And they have all kinds of games. They have, you can play weekly uh, draft games. You can play over under. You can play pick'ems. There's, it, it's fun. It's, it's a fun. I'm actually playing underdog. I'm like playing a couple of games on on the other platforms, but I played a bunch on on underdog. I won a couple of dollars. I didn't hit my big one. On uh, Monday night, thanks, Mark Andrews. Um, but uh, but it's you, you don't have to play fantasy in traditional place. And the great part is, uh, if you like if you like more of a betting aspect to it, and unfortunately, they, Maryland hasn't figured that out yet. The the pick'em is just like player props. Mm-hmm. It's just over under player props. You have yep. to you can't just do one at a time. You have to do at least two. But if you do two. You could double your money. Yep. Um, if you hit them both, um, I I went for the the big money and played four on Monday night. I hit three. Yeah. And the one I was the most confident in, Mark Andrews over five point five catches, mm. did not happen. Wouldn't womp, happen even if he caught that womp. one. For it would not. He still but, hit it but, a few more. But they may have thrown to him more if if he that did. drive it extended. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, but anyway. Um, it's free to play. I mean, it's literally ten dollars. You're going to spend ten dollars at lunch today, so why not go and you know spend less? You know, drink some water. Don't eat lunch. Yeah, who needs to eat? Well, you're going to. Yeah, you're going to have breakfast. Way, I don't know if you heard of Yom Kippur. I mean, tomorrow is you're not going to be. You're, you're not, not going to eat. Right. You don't. So you can, you're not supposed to eat. Take that ten dollars yes. and go sign up. Go go on to uh, pressboxonline.com/fantasy. Click on the underdog link. 
and sign up and they will give you ten dollars once you deposit ten and have fun and and uh thursday i'm going to give you my thoughts on a, a couple of player props uh that i like uh from there and uh you know, you can win money easy. Very good. If you've got questions for week two of fantasy football season, this is your last call to get them in. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, we'll pose them to KZ or put them in the comments of the video. We'll pose them to KZ next. This is the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Roll, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on drag. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. If you change lanes and brake suddenly in front of my tractor trailer, I won't be able to stop. Our lives could change forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. It's brought to you by Express Exterior Design, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Pressbox. Oh, all right, back in here in the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Press Box Fantasy Football Show also brought to you by the Baltimore Ravens. Perhaps you've heard of them. They've got a big game coming up, and you're going to want to be there. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big, you know. It's a big game. It's a big game. Huge game. You're gonna, Not many 0-2 you, teams make the playoffs. I've heard that stat before. I've heard that 11.7%. 11.7%. But it's in a 16-game season. So I know. So we have throw it all out. Window, I know. Yeah. Throw it all out. Doesn't, every, doesn't matter. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. All right. So here are my wide receivers. I'm not, I'm not benching Calvin Ridley, despite the fact that the Falcons no. are garbage. They are. Um, so I'm going to have to start two of Cortland Sutton, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Hollywood Brown. <sighs> you know, I mean, we're going to go Brown. He looked really good. He, he did. While he's healthy, let's go. Um, you know, he had targets, caught the ball, and they gave it to him in a little bit of space so he can use his speed a little bit. Enjoyed that. Uh if Andrews isn't his favorite target, Brown is. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go there. Mm. Mm. I mean, everything tells me sudden because you got Judy out. 
Glenn's going to start Chase. I can already tell. I mean, I don't know how I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know how, how you leave Jamar Chase on your bench in week one and then do it to yourself in week two. So I have Chase higher. I okay, don't, well, that's I all don't, I needed to know. I don't love the matchup, but I also, you know, but I have him higher. I have him as 28, so I will say Chase. Uh, I need two running backs from DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, James Robinson, and Eli Mitchell. Swift and Hilaire. Okay. And then I need to drop somebody to get a kicker back on because I use my kicker in order to pick up Eli Mitchell. My options would be to drop Le'Veon Bell, drop Tony Jones, or to drop Latavius Murray. Not dropping Murray. I guess we'd have to drop I Bell, mean, right? I mean, I, I mean, you would have to drop Bell. I mean, Jones. We could drop Brandon Ayuk. No, let's not do that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a problem when you draft well and have good players. You got to draft somebody good. But right now, Bell hasn't played. We don't know what it's going to be. We know, we know he's going to be third, mm-hmm. the third running back, maybe at best. So, uh, how many touches do you get when you're the third running back? Well, you say we know that. We don't know anything. We don't. We don't know. We could be a week from now that he is the top. All I can make is an educated guess. All right. From uh, Ryan wants to know is he playing Javante Williams over James Robinson? I really like Javante this week. I'm trying to trade for him, frankly. Yeah. My rankings say yes. (laughs) It's so depressing. I have Javante at 29, I have James Robinson at 32. Hey, hey, hey. Um, but plus the Robinson matchup is is not yeah. great against Denver. I mean, I mean, there's some of the what we saw. There's also the matchup game. It's a brutal matchup. Um, also wants to know Mike Evans or Marquez Callaway. And Mike Evans is a bit Evans, of a disappointment. Evans. That, yeah, oh, he also hang on. So he does Callaway. say that Zach Pascal is also an option. I, I, not over those guys. I mean, I I I loved it. You know, two touchdowns, even though Paris was healthy. But no. <sighs> I was frustrated by Mike Evans in a league last week. Well, I, was, I mean, look, a lot of superstars in the first three rounds of drafts were just yeah. god-awful. Yeah. God-awful this yeah. Sunday. You know, it just was. A running back was brutal. Yeah. When when Henry, Zeke, Saquon, and Robinson all suck, well, I mean, you know, My what are we doing? We, oh, I'm not going to play them this week. Aaron well, Jones, too. Aaron Jones, too. Yeah, throw him into it. Packer. The guy, the guy the that, oh, that oh, coming. the guy that you hated from last week is back in. No, oh, the guy that you killed last week. Same options: James Conner, Mecole Hardman. Um, Did I at least get it right last Zach, week. Uh, oh, you know what? Hang on. No, you didn't. You didn't uh, tell him to play Zach Pascal. Oh, oh, All right, man. hang on. Here's the list. Sorry. Here's the list: <laughs> Conner, Hardman, Pascal, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and he's got to play two. <laughs> Got to be in a 16-team league. Okay, we're not uh, – I like Brown, but we're not playing Brown. All right. We're going to play Connor because he yep. was involved enough. He was. And then it's well, – I mean, everybody was involved, for yeah. Christ's sakes. I mean, they have another decent matchup. Um, and then they ha- and then it's uh, – Hardman and Pascal. <laughs> uh, Hardman. I, I I just uh, lightning striking twice. Or yeah, I know. I mean, being a boom game. Right, for right. Game, I yeah. mean, I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, it's not. I I just. Uh, I'm not. I'm the wrong guy to ask. I'm I mean, the wrong is, guy is, to that question. He's Zach Pascal. He said the best options available would be Will Fuller or. Oh, go grab him! Isn't he okay. suspended? No, he's back. Okay. Go okay. Grab, go get him and okay. start him. Okay. 
Over yeah. Hardman, you're saying. Yeah, yeah go okay. get him. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, Kyle, go ahead as I reset here. All right. Um, Tyson Williams. Such a weird question, and then to follow it back with fullers available in the waiver wire. Let me just go get ahead. this out of the way. What are you doing in Tampa with Fournette and Ronald Jones after Arian says Ronald Jones is going to be the starter in week two? Pray one of them has a boom game and trade him. Okay, yeah, but what if I need to play a running back this week? And I'm between Tyson Williams, the Buccaneers. I just picked up Will Fuller, field. by the way, in your league. I don't know if you know this. In your league, Will Fuller was also available. Okay, I, I don't I just picked them up. people like that. Tyson Williams. <laughs> oh, you're so <laughs> high and mighty over here. I don't even know if I did. I win last week. I don't Tyson know. Williams. Yeah. Yes. Leonard Fournette. No. Ronald Jones. No. Mark Ingram. You need one or two? One. Oh, Williams. I mean, it is. I. I loved Ronald Jones coming into last week. I lost money on Ronald Jones on his measly 47.5 uh, player prop for, for rushing yards, mm-hmm. and then he got benched, mm-hmm. and then Fournette did nothing. So, great. He's the starter. They're going to use both. Let's go with William. Williams is my highest-ranked guy. Okay. I, mean, I mean, none of them are super high. Um, what about James Robinson? Or one of A.J. Dillon, James White, and Latavius Murray. I mean, it's still James Robinson of that group. I mean, if you want to, if you want to play the the highest scoring game on the on the table game, then you go Murray. If you go, if you want to play the guy that's going to get that was the most involved, it's probably Robinson. Tough matchup, but. I mean, that's where we are with the Ravens' backfield, though. I mean, we're just – does he get 10 – does he get the same 10, 12 touches again? Does he score a touchdown? Need to play – I mean, PPR, straight PPR, white safe. Half point PPR. Yeah. Uh, need to play – so I'm basically deciding between Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Swift, and Kareem Hunt for two running backs and a flex. Zeke, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Who were the other two? Swift and Kareem Hunt. And Swift. Currently, I have Swift. Yeah, that's what I have currently. I mean, the target. Just have to ride. I mean, I I know it was garbage time, and and you know, I I wasn't getting too excited over garbage time until somebody said to me, "Goes, you know, there's going to be a lot of garbage time." Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then it was what I said. I know. I know. Talking about this. I know. Lastly, that I suppose sense. you're going Jacoby Myers over Odell Beckham until you see Beckham do something worthwhile. I, I, until he plays, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't a healthy scratch. He's not ready to play, apparently, based on what they saw pregame. So, um, yeah. And then and last, Myers had a good target share. He did. And then lastly, in the good old press box league, uh, James Robinson. Do I play you? I don't think so. Okay. James Robinson, James White in a full point PPR. Keep in mind, actually, is it? I think it is. Uh, full point PPR. It's White there. Okay. I have, I have them in the same. Tier. Ka- Kyle's playing Team Crowther Sled. Who's that? That's Stan. That's Stan. I believe. Oh, okay. So I have them thirty-two and thirty-five in a half point PPR. So White gets the uptick in the. Full You're playing point. who's Team Press Boxer then? Um, that is John. It's John Colson. No, then who's I, better, Colson? Did I his win uh, his son? Oh, his son. Oh, did okay. I win last week? Uh, you did. Oh, okay. you were victorious. Fantastic. Who'd yeah. I beat? I don't know. I'll find out. <laughs> it might be a th- uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's about it. 
Okay, very yeah. good. Uh, Nick Kelly wants to know PPR, uh, Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett? Oh, Pitts. I mean, I, I know everybody was disappointed, but they threw the ball at him constantly. Um, uh, how about a Deontay Johnson or Debo Samuel? Ooh, I would ask you who else you are playing. Uh, still Deontay Johnson for me. I, I like mm-hmm. I, I like them both, but I mean Johnson. No matter what anybody wants to believe and wanted to believe all off season, Deontay Johnson is the number one receiver in Pittsburgh. Period. Okay. All right. No, no, I hear you. They just don't. They didn't really do a lot offensively last week. Yeah, but he had like ten targets. Did he really? And a touchdown. I know. Well, the touchdown was spectacular. The touchdown I mean, was. I mean, was, I don't. I mean, I know Debo blew up. Um, that was without Ayuk. You assume Ayuk's back. Um, it was a cake cake matchup because Detroit stinks. Um, so all yeah, right. yeah, all right, all right. It's twelve oh seven. So we're gonna go ahead and oh. wrap up. Um, uh, give me. Sorry, if you didn't get your questions in at at fans, at fans fantasy, fantasy on Twitter, here. that's the way to go about doing it. I have nothing to do. No, I shouldn't say that. No, I will have some downtime tomorrow. Yes, yes. Uh, a restful, a restful. restful. Day. When I'm not when I'm not praying or taking a nap, I will have time for your questions. Um, what what else do people need to know about going into week two? I don't know. It's only Wednesday. Uh, let's not panic. I know. I know it was awful. The injuries were awful. I panicked about James Robinson. Okay, I'm effing I'm not, panic. I'm not going to panic yet. I, I mean, I'm. I'm highly concerned. I'm highly, highly, highly concerned. I'm highly concerned, but I'm not panicking. Uh, look, Barkley had a tough matchup on paper, so we didn't really expect a whole lot. Um, the Zeke thing was disappointing in the usage, but a tough matchup, and they just decided to go in a different direction in the game plan. Henry will be okay. Aaron Jones will be okay. I know in week one, everybody's excited. You know, the Judy thing sucks because he was looking like a target monster. Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler must be picked up in all leagues um, because, that. I mean, he's uh, – I think it's six to eight weeks. They said four to six weeks, but we'll, we'll see what happens. San Francisco backfield, take your chances. Um, and then uh, – Damian Harris, I know he fumbled. Everybody fumbled except James White. James White's not going to be the lead back. He's still going to have his role. Damian Harris ran the ball really well last week. Don't worry. He's still the starter there. All right. Very good. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter. Of course, all of his stuff at PressBoxOnline.com. And don't forget that the Oktoberfest menu is back at Glory Days Grill, including that incredible chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko and pan-fried until golden brown served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. It also, that uh, Oktoberfest menu includes favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in on their patios or in their dining rooms. Or you can order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years and says thank you, fans. Back to Thursdays next week. Back to Thursdays, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. We'll see you next Thursday, 1130 a.m. KZ, appreciate you, bud. Thanks, guys. It's been the Press Box Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalas.